Hey everyone, Becky from The Shift Team here, and we're back with a new mini episode to help everyone with some quick lessons to get great ideas and tools for gymnastics. This week's mini podcast episode is a sneak peek of our brand new Hero Lab guest lecture, Instilling Confidence in Your Athletes, which will be released next week. This month's guest lecturer is Ariana Eidenberg, psychologist and owner of The Mindful Gymnast. Ariana was a former junior US elite, but struggled with fear, which led to her pursuit and interest in psychology. In this episode, Ariana covers building confidence from the inside out, learning how to embrace failure, fostering athletes' growth mindset, and self-talk's role in confidence. Hi everyone, I am so excited to be speaking with you guys for the Shatira Lab. So what I'm going to be talking about and the name of my presentation today is instilling confidence in your athletes, uh, more specifically how to help your athletes build confidence from the um, inside to the outside. So my name is Ariana Edinburgh um, and I am the owner of the Mindful Gymnast. So I'm going to go over the agenda uh, for today's lecture. So the agenda, the agenda for today, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about me and who I am. Then we're going to dive right in and we're going to talk about um, building confidence from the inside out. What does that mean and the why behind it and why it's so important. Then we're going to look at how do we define success and failure um, and its relationship to confidence. And then we're going to dig even deeper and look at the difference between confidence versus something called self-efficacy and what is actually more helpful for performance, especially for our competitive gymnast. Um, and throughout our whole, you know, my whole lecture, I'm going to be talking about these different types of mindset, right? This growth versus fixed mindset. But, you know, towards the end, I'm going to kind of really pull it together to, you know, explain the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. And that's the girl's mindset's relationship to self-efficacy and self-confidence, right? And how we can foster that within our athletes. Um, and then I'm going to give you specific tools and strategies that you can use with your athletes, but different strategies as well. You can teach your athletes to help build this uh, confidence and self-efficacy. And then at the end, I'm going to go over just a few additional resources um, to, you know, to use if you're looking at, you know, how do I help instill more confidence in my gymnast? So I just quickly, a little bit about me, as I said, my name's Ariana. <laughs> um, uh, gymnastics is a huge part of my life. Uh, growing up, um, I did gymnastics. I went up to level 10 and I actually uh, qualified uh, for junior national weeks. Um, unfortunately, I, I quit around the age of 16 uh, and it was due to a variety of reasons. One, uh, injuries and two, just mentally just wasn't able to handle it. I was a gymnast that struggled with lots of mental blocks. Um, I was a gymnast that lacked a lot of confidence. I was a gymnast that had a lot of anxiety. Um, and it just kind of got the best out of me. And, you know, it's kind of funny now because I look back at my gymnastics career and I remember my mom specifically saying to me, like, Ariana, why can you not be more confident? Like you have the physical ability or even do this skill like why can you not just believe in yourself and I just I never understood it and I would say you know I'm trying to be more confident um and it wasn't obviously until later I went back to school realized oh well yeah this is probably why I wasn't confident right I didn't how to train myself to be more confident um, but after I quit gymnastics, um, I coached it for over a, a decade at uh, the competitive level. Um, you know, but what I realized with 
was with the gymnasts that I was working with, they had the same struggles as me, right? They were mental blocks. They suffered confidence. Um, you know, they couldn't always perform under pressure. And I loved gymnastics, but I really loved that mindset piece. So, um, you know, I went back to school. My, my undergrad is in psychology. Just love the study of, of behavior and you know, our emotions and kind of what goes on in our brain. And then I went back and I got my master's of science at clinical mental health counseling. And I am a licensed mental health uh, clinician in the state of Massachusetts. Um, and then about uh, two years, a little over two years ago, I took my love for gymnastics and my love and passion for uh, mental health and mindset work. And I combined them uh, and I started my business called The Mindful Gymnast. Um, and so I've been really fortunate over the past couple of years to work with athletes all over the United States and do individual um sessions with them, mindset sessions with them, whether it's confidence, uh, building, mental blocks, working through fear, um, performance strategies. Um, and I also work uh, with teams um, and do a group teamwork as well. So that's just a little bit about me. So I really want to dive in. And what I want to talk about first is building confidence from the inside out. Um, and this um, was developed by Ralph Vernaccia's, um, and it's his approach to confidence. He was a sports psychologist. And what he said is, you know, one's self-esteem and self-identity are the foundation for which self-confidence, which in turn affects athletic performance, right? So really self-esteem and self-identity, that is that foundation for self-confidence. But usually what happens, right, if we look at, where my cursor, if we look at this as performance, most of the time our athletes or even us as individuals, right, it's our performance that affects our self-confidence, our self-identity and our self-esteem. So when we perform good, right, when we're winning or when we're, you know, what most people would define as succeeding, we have this boost in self-confidence, which is great. But winning, you're not always going to win. Winning is kind of out of our control. And so confidence cannot be dependent on success. It cannot be dependent on, win on winning because that is not stable. Right. And so when an athlete has a bad meet or, you know, just kind of bad streak, right, really just kind of struggling the gym. If our confidence is based on this performance, our confidence is going to suffer. Right. But if we can help our athletes build confidence from their self-esteem, right, build confidence from within. If they perform good or they don't perform good, it's not necessarily going to shake their self-esteem. Right. Um. And one of the things, too, is self-confidence is based solely on success or solely on winning, then it actually sets our athletes up to feel fear failure because they feel, OK, if I'm only good, right, if I'm if I'm winning or I'm succeeding, well, I'm going to be petrified of failing. I don't want to fail. I don't want to go out there and fail because it's right. That's going to affect my self-worth. Right. And we're going to get into this a little bit uh, later. Um, and so. I work with a lot of athletes and, and as an athlete myself, I was crippled by this fear of failure, right? Um, so really looking at like, okay, how can we help athletes build it from the inside out? So no matter what happens with their performance, they can still feel good about themselves. They are still confident. And one of the ways to do this is, right, we need to kind of look at success and failure and look at their definition. And so one of the things is let's redefine success, right? So most people define success that is centered around winning, right? Winning or placing or, or scoring, right? Or even as adults, we're like, okay, well, you know, maybe success is determined by how much money you make or what you drive or, or what you have for a house, right? 
But kind of what I was saying with this inside out approach is if success is, is only centered around winning, it paradox paradoxically sets our athletes up for failure, right? Because as I said, winning is not constant. It's not going to always happen. So it's important for you and to help your athletes change the definition of success to include not this performance base, but to include, okay, high effort, focus, proper technique, self-improvement. Again, not comparing themselves to other people, but comparing themselves to where they were, right? And so this focus of this focus on success or this definition on, of success is based on what the athlete has control over, effort versus placement, right? And so this definition of success is not based on performance outcomes. It's not based on whether you qualify to regionals or nationals, right? It's solely in your control, the effort you put in right? The focus you have, the technique you have, your self-improvement. Now, yes, is it great to, you know, to win and qualify to regionals or, or nationals? Absolutely. And absolutely. It's going to probably give us a boost in confidence, right? But we want to help our athletes redefine success to things that they have control over. And I'll talk about a little bit later on why that is so important. So for redefining success, it's also imperative that we look at failure and we redefine it and embrace failure, right? Um, we need to embrace failure as natural, right? And use it to help our athletes to learn to, you know, to motivate themselves, right? And to get their best effort and focus next time. And it's normal for us to fail. I tell my gymnasts all the time, if you're learning, you are going to fail as, or make mistakes. It is human. Um, and that failure should be a teaching moment, right? Especially for us as coaches, I think it's really important to say, okay, how do we act when, you know, maybe one of our athletes fails or one of our athletes make mistakes, right? What is our interaction? How are we communicating to them? Um, and I'm telling you, none of your athletes like to fail. Right? They don't like to fail. They don't like to make mistakes. And so many of them are paralyzed because they have this fear of failure, that they're actually less likely to take on challenges. They're less likely to maybe go out, give it their all, um, or try new things because they're so terrified of failure, especially if they have this outside in approach to confidence because they feel if they fail, it's tied to their self-worth. Right? Um and so one of the things I like to use with my athletes, and you can use with your athletes, um, is a, this acronym uh, called the 4S to help shift um, their focus, or not shift their focus, but shift how they view failure. So um, it's called the, the, the 4Fs, and this was defined by uh, Dr. Eddie O'Connor, who's a sports psychologist, and I love it, and I use it with my athletes all the time. Um, so the 4S acronym, um, it's just an acronym, so when there's a mistake or a failure, athletes, it just helps our athletes kind of move on through it. So one, the first F stands for feel, right? We want to acknowledge the emotion. Nobody likes to fail, right? The, the athlete is going to feel disappointed, angry, frustrated, that's okay. Let them feel that emotion. Um, we don't want to push. I could do a whole other lecture on this. We don't want to push our emotions away. Acknowledge it, right? It's normal if we fail um, or we make a mistake to feel disappointed. But then it's important for the athletes to find, okay, what was that learning opportunity? Every mistake, every failure provides us with a learning opportunity. So for instance, okay, maybe, you know, we're looking at competition. Maybe they didn't hit their big routine. Okay, well, what was it? Maybe I didn't square my hips on my flight series, right? Or maybe my mind was not super focused. It wasn't using my mental cues. Okay, that was a learning opportunity. And then we have to focus on what is next, right? So if we're at a meet and they finish the beam. Okay, we can't be 
reliving this mistake we made. We need to focus on, okay, floor. What's next on floor? What are my mental cues on floor? Reshift my focus onto the win, what I call it, or what's important now. And then help our athletes forget the mistake and failure. Because once they've acknowledged the emotion and they found the learning opportunity, it no longer serves a purpose, right? And you can help your athletes with this in the gym, right? When they make the mistakes. Okay, yeah, you know, it's okay to be frustrated. What kind of wrong? What could, what could you do differently, right? And then, right, if they're doing, uh, let's say, vaulting, right? And they mess up their Yuchenko fall. Um, maybe they didn't get their arms back onto the table fast enough so it, it affected their block or whatever it may be. Okay, you made the mistake, didn't land the vault. Okay, next time, arms have to get back faster. Um, and then focus, like, that's your focus for your next vault. Hopefully you enjoyed this mini podcast episode. If you would like to hear the rest, head over to the Hero Lab, relaunched with a brand new look with a website that's now more user-friendly to help coaches easily locate and access the tools to change gymnasts' lives. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to that episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it and got a lot of value out of it. I just want to let you know before we sign off here that a couple things we'd love you to do. So one is please just make sure that you rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, because that really does help the episode grow quite a bit. And then second, if you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you left us a review as well and told us what you liked about it. You know, what information was useful, what things were not useful, would you like to know more about, what guests do you want to have on in the future? And then also as you kind of go about your day, if you found something really useful, just toss it up on social media. We love to hear from people on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, all the different websites that they're using for social media. Facebook is great too. But yeah, let us know what you like, because honestly, the podcast comes from people who just tell us what they're finding useful. And that's how we create the next set of content. So yeah, tag us in the podcast or tag us online, whatever you're doing it. And uh, let us know what you think. Thanks.